2: Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine.
1: Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island.
2: Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a
3: warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place.
1: In Puerto Rico,
0: you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore.
3: The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving.
1: To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.
2: It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a b and with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires.
1: Call 800 334 kia for details. Always dive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by
0: 7824. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, welcome to Help, I Suck at Dating. I am Jared Haben, and I'm actually currently in a hotel in New Jersey right now. I'm visiting Ashley's 99-year-old grandmother. God bless her. Uh, Dean is going to join us in a few minutes. I think he's having internet troubles right now. He is still in Europe traveling the world with his beautiful girlfriend, and if you follow Dean and Caitlin, they've actually been posting some pretty awesome stuff. I'm I'm pretty jealous. I have some serious FOMO. So I'm glad they're enjoying it over there. Hopefully his internet connection will uh, be okay and he'll join here in just a few minutes. But we do have some hot topics to talk about, specifically about a topic that Hana, our producer, is very invested in. And I want her to join me on this conversation. Hana, first of all, how are you? And I was going to attempt to pronounce your last name. I'm going to butcher it, but Hana... nukenbomber
4: okay you are close how do you say it nukabauer
0: nukabauer okay and that's and that's german
4: yep Yep, it's german no one ever gets it right so don't even worry about it
0: (laughs) so when you go on dates is this like a hot topic when people like how do you say your last name oh what is it It, it, you know are you german is it a conversation starter for you
4: sometimes but fun fact i've never actually been on a date because i've only been dating my first boyfriend. Like I've never dated in my life.
0: You've never dated in your life. How long have you guys been together?
4: Over four years.
0: Wait, how old are you, Hannah?
4: I just turned 22.
0: Okay, so you've been together since you were 18. Yes. So it wasn't a high school romance. It was after high school?
4: Yeah, I met him on my first day of college, actually.
0: (laughs) Usually that's the complete opposite. Usually you have a high school romance, and then you go to college, and then you guys break up
4: totally I know it's super backwards <laughs>
0: wait so did you go to college thinking like oh I'm gonna go I'm gonna date guys I'm gonna meet people it's gonna be a lot of fun and then day one you meet your potential future husband
4: no I didn't actually want a relationship at all I was very anti and it just happened
0: well that's amazing well it looks like Dean's in the waiting room too so he's gonna join us right now uh I'm Perfect. that's pretty awesome so you've never so you've been on a first date obviously because you went on a first date with your net boyfriend
4: Yeah, I think it's just different because we started dating in college. So when we were hanging out, it was at like parties and it wasn't a super official first date, but we definitely had like a first dinner.
0: I wish he was on because I'm curious what he thinks your first date was compared to what you think your first date was.
4: That's a good question. I'll have to ask him that later.
0: What do you think your first date was? Like, is it the first time that you guys kind of hung out? Or is it like an official, hey, let's get dinner, and that's the first date?
4: Well, the first time we hung out actually was on my birthday four years ago, September 4th. And I went over to his apartment. We just talked forever. But then we, the first time we got dinner was at just this on-campus food place. So technically, maybe that's our first date. He took me to dinner. But it was so oh, that's casual. cute. It was just super casual.
0: Sometimes the casual makes the best first date.
4: Totally. I agree.
0: First of all, happy belated birthday, by the way. September 4th just passed. Thank you. Did you do anything fun or you guys? Because you're in LA, so it's still a little bit quarantine over there.
4: Yeah, we just hung out, went to the beach, got dinner. Super
0: casual. Oh, nice. So now you guys can say you went on your first date. You finally got dinner together. (laughs) Totally. And so I wanted to bring you in because this is a topic that you said you are very invested in, and it's about Scott Disick. And listen, I love Lord Disick. I've become a fan of keeping up with the Kardashians through my wife, Ashley, who obviously is a huge Kardashian fan. I've seen episodes. I never really sat down and watched it, but I have a certain level of respect for all the Kardashians, their business savviness. Uh, and I also have always loved Scott Disick. But apparently he's calling out his ex, Courtney Kardashian, uh, in a private DM that got exposed to the public. So Eunice... Apparently leaked a DM from Scott Disick calling out Courtney Kardashian and Travis Scott kissing, having full on PDA in Italy. So Eunice uh, shared this DM that says from Scott Disick, supposedly, yo, is this chick okay? Explanation point, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Bro, like what is this? In the middle of Italy? To which Eunice apparently responded, doesn't matter to me as long as she happy. P.S. I ain't your bro. So apparently Scott Disick is mad that Kourtney Kardashian is having full-on PDA with her now boyfriend Travis Scott in Italy. So what do you think about this, Hannah? Why are you so invested in this story?
4: Well, I just think it's interesting because Kourtney's two ex-boyfriends are talking about her in a DM and it gets leaked. Like if I had two ex-boyfriends and this got leaked, I would feel so strange about it.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Why would Scott Disick care so much?
4: Right. And is he jealous? Kind of seems like it.
0: I think he's definitely jealous. Uh, Dean, hello.
1: Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're joining in the middle of the podcast. I'm sorry, buddy. What do you mean the middle of the podcast? I'm three minutes late. You guys start without me that early? 3.45. You're 15 minutes late. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, I thought the first i thought the first 15 minutes were to like record an ad. And everyone knew that I was already going to be a little late. So they really wanted me to like just join at like... 55 after the hour (laughs) obviously lesson learned on my part i apologize we were at a nice dinner and then i got to log on my computer and i realized i left my microphone in the car oh no how was your dinner oh my gosh it was a beautiful wonderful dinner how many more nights do you guys have there oh my gosh okay so we got into the dolomites yesterday afternoon around like 8 p.m dolomites in italy are incredibly beautiful we're in south tyrol Right now, sorry, I'm a little out of breath. I literally was just sprinting <laughs> to and from the car in the parking lot because I forgot my freaking cord for this microphone oh, and no. I wanted to, you know, if I'm going to be late, at least I can give the listeners good audio quality out of this. So that's, that's really kind of where my head is at. I think you sound great. Um, yes, it's because I sprinted a freaking three miles to get the cord. Anyways, uh, yeah, so we're here for two nights. We, dr- we drive to another place tomorrow night for two nights and then we drive down to Tuscany. And let Ooh. me tell you this. We're driving a lot around the Italian countryside, and it is freaking beautiful here. But one thing we like didn't overlook, but we maybe like underemphasized, was that renting a manual car, like a stick shift automobile, it's kind of kind of bit us in the butt a little bit. Kaylin gets like the the best part of the deal; she doesn't know how to drive a stick, so I'm stuck driving us six hours a day. She's just sitting in the passenger seat, freaking playing a little crossword puzzles, jamming out on Spotify, yelling at
0: you anytime you get too close to the
1: curb. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is one of the most frustrating things. (laughs) The front seat driver where she's like, oh, my gosh, watch out for that car over there. And I'm like, yeah, hello. I'm driving this car. Of course, I see that car over there as she shakes her finger.
0: Ashley does the exact same thing. Anytime a car comes into our lane anywhere near us, like literally within 50 feet, she's like, (gasps) and I'm like, Ashley, I got it. Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Well, and like the thing is, I kind of like get angry at myself for like being upset about it. But at the same time, too, I, like I, I don't want to say it's a manly thing, but it's like, hello, like I'm obviously driving this car. I I see everything that's going on, not just in the 180 degrees in front of me, but the also 100, 180 degrees behind me. I know everything that's going on right now, and you're gonna look up from your phone for two seconds and give a little shriek because you think I'm doing something that's a little dangerous. When in reality, it's not dangerous at all. It just, it's, there's no place. I mean, I, again, it's from, coming from a good place, but it's just like, just let me do my thing. You're going to get to where you got to get to safely. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, you have precious cargo. Oh. You're
1: taking care of
0: So I did want to go back to this article that we were talking about. And I want to bring Hannah back in here too, because she's very invested in this topic. So, pretty much, uh, notes on this, Dean, is Scott Disick, who used to be married to Kourtney Kardashian, they were not married not married. Okay, sorry. Thank you, Hannah. Feel free to correct me. My wife is yelling at me from the other room, telling me they weren't married. Scott Disick and Courtney Kardashian.
1: Hey, Caitlin also yelled at you from across the room here that they're not married. Okay. So I just want to let you know everyone's yelling at you that they're not married. Okay,
0: now I got it. Not married, not married. Everybody can hear me. They were not married, but they do have kids together. Am I right on that one? Okay, three kids together, Hannah yes. is telling me. Okay, so Scott and Courtney have three kids together and she used to apparently date this other guy, Eunice. I don't know who he is, but apparently Scott DM'd Eunice with a picture of Courtney and Travis Scott, her new boyfriend, making out in public in Italy. And the DM read, Yo, is this chick okay? Bro, like, what is this? In the middle of Italy? To which Eunice responded to Scott Disick saying, Doesn't matter to me as long as she's happy. P.S. I ain't your bro. So Hannah is very invested into this because it's weird that like two ex-boyfriends of Courtney Kardashian are talking about her, which is kind of weird. I don't know why Scott Disick would like DM Eunice this.
1: Okay. I, um, I just got interjected. And Hunter probably knows the answer to this question. It's, it's weird that they're DMing each other, but how do we know that they were DMing each other?
0: So Eunice is the one who screenshotted this. Cause apparently Scott DM'd Eunice, another ex-boyfriend of Courtney and said the message like, yo bro, what is this? Trying to make fun of Courtney and Travis Scott making out in public. And then Eunice screenshotted it and released it to the public. Supposedly. This is all allegedly.
1: Yeah. Well, they're all right. They're all looking for attention, which you fully understand. Yeah. You got to do what you You got to do. Attention pays the bills when when you're in their realm. (laughs) But it's still whenever someone um, screenshots like a message, like a a string of messages and posts them all over Instagram, especially someone like that, you know, like someone with a platform or whatever. I side eye it pretty hard, but I would love to hear Hanna's take on all this.
4: I mean, I just think Scott's jealous, first of all. I think Scott's definitely jealous. Scott's super jealous. I think it's a red flag that Eunice posted it to Instagram trying to come off as the nice guy because I think he wanted to show off his response.
0: We've seen that Hmm. before, haven't we, Dean?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, guilty. Guilty as No, not
0: you. Oh.
4: (laughs) Dean just assumes he did something. No,
0: the whole... uh, Yeah. The whole... Blake thing when he released the DMs of Kalen and that was messed up
1: right 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 anyways Hannah back to your back to your side of everything
4: <laughs> I mean I just think it's so interesting because then I think this caused some issues in Scott Disick and Amelia Hamlin's relationship so it's just such mm. a snowball effect and there's so much to uncover here
1: and just to just to clarify Amelia Hamlin is the 19-year-old girl that he's dating right
4: correct but they are no longer dating they just recently broke up oh. to
0: which we were going to get to our, our next article which all like intertwines everything now yeah. this is from E Amelia Hamlin sends cryptic message amid Scott Disick turmoil with a quote never settle so Amelia Hamlin is 20 years old she was dating Scott Disick who is 38 years old she's the daughter what I know they just broke up. So this is what happens. See, this is exactly what was happening to you in the car, Dean. Where like, Ashley barely hears (laughs) anything that we're talking about and immediately interjects with news that I've already covered. It's the same thing. Kaylin, looking at her phone, looks up for two seconds and tells you something that you already know because you see the car in the other lane. I digress. Uh, So Amelia Hamlin and Scott Disick have broken up. She was 20. He's 38. There's a big age difference, obviously. She is the daughter of Lisa Renna who is the, you know who this person is. She's an actress. She's on Real Housewives. She's very famous. Uh, And so Amelia, throughout this entire drama, uh, posted a cryptic message on her Instagram story that read, never settle for less, not with your job, your friends, and especially not with your heart. Continue to seek what you are looking for and do not shrink yourself for the sake of other people. You deserve the best. So my question is, Hannah, you probably know best. Is she talking about Scott Disick here?
4: I mean, that's what everybody thinks. That's what I think. It's just too much of a coincidence for it not to be. And then they break up.
0: And Scott is totally like, wasn't this whole, whole storyline on Keeping up With the Kardashians that Chloe and Kendall wanted to try to reignite things between Courtney and Scott before the whole Travis thing happened? So, like it's clear that Scott is still wanting to be with Courtney. Am I right?
4: Totally. I think if he had it his way, he would be back with Courtney. Two thousand percent. And he's just jealous and wishes he was.
1: So can we get a little bit more context with their whole uh, with Scott and Courtney's breakup and then also Scott and Amelia's breakup? Like why was this most recent? I'm getting I'm getting to the stink eye from Kaylin as if I should know this. Oh,
0: totally, dude. My wife is yelling at me in the other room.
1: I know that Scott and Courtney have been broken up for a long time, but what's Scott's most recent breakup? What's the story behind that?
4: His most recent breakup before Amelia. No, Amelia.
1: Like, why are are him and
0: Amelia broken up?
4: I mean, I just... Well, and then I do think... Their breakup may have something to do with Lisa, her mom. I don't think she really approved of the relationship, which I don't really think my mom would approve if I was dating someone that much older than me. Yeah. But I think there were so many different factors that went into this breakup and the whole Eunice and Courtney Instagram situation was just one of the factors.
0: Yeah, Lisa called their relationship between her daughter, Amelia, and Scott toxic. And she actually gave an awesome quote. She said, quote, why can't it be Harry Styles? Why the F is it Scott Disick? Which I thought was pretty good, because obviously every mother wants their daughter to date Harry Styles.
1: Right. But unfortunately, Harry Styles is dating Olivia Wilde, which I also just found out the other day. Which I also just found out Olivia Munn and John Mulaney are having a child together. Lots lot going on in the whole... Uh... The
0: celebrity world. just not stopping. Not stopping, you know? That's what keeps our podcast going, really.
1: I guess I don't understand why the whole I don't understand like Lisa Renna just now decides that it's inappropriate for her young daughter to be dating this 38 year old man. It's like, well, they've always had this huge age gap while all of a sudden. No, I think she's always been uh, she's always been
0: against Scott Disick dating for her daughter. I mean, who, yeah. what daughter would want to date? Like what mom would want her daughter to date Scott Disick with his background? Probably not a lot.
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I you're absolutely right. I just feel like Lisa Renna, I know, is Kaylin's, like, favorite um, personality on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I think it is. Really? And so sh- so she speaks highly of her to the point where she, like, is entertained by her thoroughly. Um, it just, I yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I don't want to overstep my boundaries by saying anything wrong. But I feel like a family like that kind of, like, is totally cool with dating someone for the sake of like being in the spotlight more or less, you know, and her daughter dating Scott Disick definitely like kind of gets people talking about them a lot more, which for someone like Lisa Renna, who has been you know famous for a long time is kind of like privy to and likes it and wants it for herself, which I imagine she probably wants for her kid too. It's just, it's a little surprising for her to say like, I don't want you to be dating this guy. Yeah. For the, yeah but you know, what gets
0: people even more interested than just her daughter dating Scott Disick. If she disapproves of it. Yeah, true. So it's true. all a plan. Like, I think it's all, there's all a business side to everything that these people do. I kind of respect it. I'm not going to lie. So I guess the question, Hannah, this is what it really comes down to. And I want to ask yeah. you because you know the most about this subject. Do we want Scott Disick and Kourtney Kardashian to get back together?
4: I think so. They have three kids together. I just don't know if they ever would. There's too much that has happened.
0: But so you're not, you're not shipping Travis Scott and Kourtney.
4: Travis barker
0: travis parker who's travis scott and why do i keep calling him
4: travis scott is who kylie jenner just had a baby with and they just announced that they're pregnant with their second kid
1: got it yes okay makes sense now so just to clarify Hanna, you don't want kourtney kardashian to date machine gun kelly because <laughs> you think she could do way better
4: machine gun kelly was that a joke
1: oh wait oh my gosh i'm so sorry okay yes these are all these names are blending Dude, together machine gun Kelly me dates point. megan fox bro I I knew that I was just uh I was a, that was the ploy to take a little bit of the stress off of Jared because he messed up so royally. In that. So it's no, not... it's
4: it's it's definitely confusing.
1: Yeah, I want to hear Hannah's final thoughts. What are they?
4: I mean, my final thoughts. I think why I'm so interested in this topic is because Lisa Renna obviously didn't approve of Amelia and Scott dating, and I don't know if I could ever date someone that someone in my family didn't approve of. That would just be a deal breaker for me. But I guess Lisa got her way in the end. They broke up. I just would never be able to be with someone that my mom disapproved
0: of. No, I agree, and that's why Scott Disick kind of fits so well into the Kardashians because he gets well, he gets along with with them so well. I hope Scott Disick and Courtney get back together too. I've always liked Scott. I think he's crazy and over the top and obnoxious, but there's something very endearing about that human being that I I appreciate. So I hope him and Courtney get back together because he's definitely not over it. He wants to be back with Courtney. That I believe a hundred percent.
1: I will say too, I feel like, cause I think that both of you, both Hannah and Jared, you're very much like, you would love your family's approval for the person you're dating. Um, you know, of course you guys are very honored because they already do approve of the person that you're with. Uh, I have always said that like, I don't need my family's approval, but I will say my brother like a year ago was like, Hey Dean, just by the way, like it was just me and him talking. He's like, just by the way, like, I'm so proud of you for finally like, knocking it out of the park with Kaylin or something like that. And I was like, for someone that's never claimed to need his family's approval to get his family's approval meant a lot more to me than I thought it would. And so I fully agree. Like if your, your family knows best in a lot of ways, like if they don't think this person's right for you, they're probably more right than you are because you've got blinders on for whatever reason. So those are my final thoughts on this topic. I, I, Wouldn't be surprised if we see some more headlines regarding Scott and Amelia. And I can't wait to discuss them with you guys, especially Hannah, because you are so invested in uh, this ongoing process with them. But uh, I guess we just kind of have to wait and see. I know I was late to the podcast. I apologize, guys. I'm just going to go ahead and take the initiative here and say we're going to take a quick break because I'm a little overworked and I think we need to take a little bit of time off. So, uh, take a quick break. We'll jump right back into it after this quick word from our sponsors. Oh my gosh. I stuttered. That was pretty good. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another. And every time after that, it's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, And, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard.
3: The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes.
1: Ashley adopted Lois, and I
0: didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me.
2: Go to walmart.com slash Black & Unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products
5: you can add to your daily routine. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.
4: Hey guys, it's Jana Kramer. The iHeartRadio Music Festival is back. Join us for the official iHeartRadio Music Festival pre-show podcast hosted by me, Jana Kramer. It's going to be a blast and we will have all your favorite celebrities and artists joining, such as Chrissy Metz, Debbie Gibson, Joey McIntyre, Donnie Osmond, 98 Degrees,
5: Teddy Mellencamp, and so many more. Get your tickets today at onlocationlive.com. Let's get lucky.
1: Everybody, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Jared is on cloud nine, not just because he's recording his favorite podcast ever, Mm -hmm. but also because his Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which just sounds weird for me to even say, won the season opener against the Dallas Cowboys a few days ago. And I just—I think I can speak for everyone when I say football is back, and we are stoked. There's no—there's no reason for me to say these things. I just wanted to say those things. So let's jump into our Q and A segment.
0: Let me just say, it feels great to have Tom Brady back on my television screen. God, I love that man.
1: I—the thing is, I just—I couldn't go the whole episode without mentioning hmm. something because I know you're excited, and I'm—I'm uh, I'm excited too. People
0: who say you can't root for both the Patriots and the Buccaneers, watch me. I've been doing it for a I gotta whole say,
1: year already. You, you're you're slowly bleeding in to, to not just being a Tom Brady fan, but to being a full Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. When you have you have two Bucks jerseys now. You've got a Brady jersey and you've got a Gronk jersey. Well, the
0: Gronk jersey, I uh, was a, a, at a charity event for a silent auction, and I always. When It was for a golfing event, so you can relate where you go to these golfing tournaments and everything is for free, and you're like, well, I'm going to donate, obviously, because it goes to a good cause, and they have these silent auctions, so I'm like, well, if I'm going to donate, it's nice to do it for the silent auction, because then I get something really cool, and they had this Gronk jersey. And it was signed by Gronk because they invited him there and he couldn't go. And I was like, holy crap, that is so cool. Like I've always said, I've only wanted a Tom Brady Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey because that's who I really ultimately care about. But I was like, I do love Gronk. This jersey is badass. So I ended up getting it. And then I was like, all right, whatever. I mean, I love Gronk too. And honestly, I was watching the game. Long story short. I fully realize that I am not a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan because, like, even like the stadium, <laughs> the flag, the emblem, I'm like, this is just, it's so, like, Tom Brady is so much better than this. He deserves so much better.
1: I give it one more Super Bowl until you're wearing a Rondé Barber jersey, a Warwick Dunn jersey, a John Lynch Brad jersey. Brad Johnson I,
0: jersey. I talk about how we won you, the Super Bowl you, you, in 2002. John Gruden's my hero. Exactly.
1: You're going to have a freaking James Winston jersey while he's still <laughs> playing for the Saints because that's how much of a Bucks fan uh, you're going to turn into. Anyways, all that aside, I'm sorry for the tangent, everyone. I know you guys don't care about our football fandom. Let's get to the Q&A because um, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. It's currently 10... 10- 20 p.m. here in Italy. I've had a lot of glasses of wine. I tend to put my foot in my mouth when I drink some wine, especially. So uh, let's ask you some questions, baby. The sooner we get to the Q&A, the the more likely Jared and I are to say something. Yeah, I
0: don't want to give Dean any time to sober up. So let's do the first question. So these were all asked on Instagram. Again, follow us please on Help I Suck at Dating. Uh and then we always post these type of things where we love you guys uh engaging with us, asking us questions. It really uh well, you're just doing our work for us. Dean, first question, what is the best place you have traveled to?
1: Well, dude, you so you've been to Positano before. Mm-hmm. I bet you Positano and Lake Como are pretty similar. Lake Como is like pretty special. Like it's very Very beautiful out there. And it's funny because a lot of the people that ran into, like we're just, you know, Caitlin and I are just a couple on vacation. They're like, oh, are you guys like here for your wedding, for your honeymoon? Like, no, like we're just here because we've always wanted to visit. And they're like, oh, you, you got to come back like for your wedding. It's like, what definitely is like a place where a wedding would be spectacular. It's just like one of the most beautiful places we've ever visited. Uh, A little bias just because that was like three days ago. So that's probably like front of minds, but the best place I've ever visited Um, I mean, I've always said Japan, and I probably will stick with that for now until I go somewhere new. But what's your favorite? Because you've been to quite a few places too.
0: I would say Capri, uh, was stunning. But yeah, we've been to Positano. I mean, our honeymoon, man, was just spectacular and one of the most breathtaking places I've ever been to in my entire life, and one of those times that you just experience if if you're lucky once. And I feel so lucky to been able to see it and go on there for our honeymoon. So I'm curious now that you're in Italy and you're you know immersed in all this romantic environment and culture would you do you feel more inclined to get married like are you more open to the idea of possibly getting married now that you guys are kind of doing this extravagant (laughs) adventure together
1: i mean it's funny because it's definitely a combo this trip is a combo of like the things that she likes and the things that like i've never been to these places before uh minus the dolomites which i was with her originally so it's like we're experiencing a lot of this for the first time together, but also she is like in her comfort zone. You know, great food, great wine, like beautiful little towns with like cute little boutique stores. So it's like fun for her in that sense, but also really fun for me for experiencing it for the first time. And there's definitely like a romantic aspect be behind it, a
0: thousand percent. You can't help but feel it, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, even in like we were so we started in Santorini too, and even in Santorini, it's just like you're in these beautiful restaurants like overlooking the coast drinking wine like eating delicious food and like you can't help but be like oh my gosh this is amazing i want this to be the rest of my life and since i'm here like i want you to be the in my life for the rest of my life which i'd always i'd always thought those things obviously Kaylin is like fist pumping on the bed right now she's like yeah she's like i freaking
0: knew it i handcuffed him bada bing bada boom my job is done
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. she's trapped on the bed. Um, but the marriage thing, I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess, I guess, but... Uh, I guess uh, you
0: guys are totally getting married. She's going to win. I mean, you'll be winning by marrying her, obviously, but...
1: <laughs> right. She would be losing that one tenfold. <laughs> we talked about it, too, because we were like, if we got married in Lake Como obviously, super major hypothetical. She's like, would you who would you invite? Like, who would you bring? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I probably wouldn't bring anyone, you know, like my family, maybe that's it.
0: You guys have already talked about it, dude. That's why I was asking because I was figuring if you guys are in this beautiful setting in this beautiful place, you've been together for what, two years now over two years? like yeah. i can't
1: 27 months
0: i cannot imagine the conversation hasn't come up and uh so i was prying a little bit and i'm glad i got an answer
1: yeah i mean you can't help it when you're in these places you know when we're back home in los angeles or las vegas oh yeah we don't talk about it at all but when you're on the most romantic vacation in your life yeah it's going to come up every once in a Dude, while it's
0: one of the reasons why i traveled all the way down to um Oh, where did I confess my feelings to Ashley? The place is called Sugar Beach. Oh, um St. Bars. No, not St. Bars. Uh St. Lucia. Holy crap. That's why I went down to St. Lucia because I knew when Ashley was dating this other guy, I was like, it's not gonna be the same if we talk about it at a cafe in Los Angeles. Like I gotta go down there in this beautiful scenic place and express my feelings to her because it'll be so much more of a moment than me doing it, you know, in Glendale. So I totally agree. Like when you guys talk about it in Lake Como, it has a certain more, it's more impactful than if you're talking about it at home.
1: Yeah. And in in addition to that too, so I think we've talked about in the podcast before, Caitlin and I have this pipe dream where we want to live abroad for maybe like a year or two. And we've always known Japan was an option, South America, like six months in each spot. And I think we've added Italy to the list as well. And I'm not a big fan of uh, vacationing places and then deciding to live there because I think you kind of like get the wrong perception of those places. But man, Italy is just so freaking cool. Italy is like one of the coolest countries ever. You can get like a delicious spaghetti dinner, uh, the best glass of wine you've ever had for like 12 bucks, like every single day for the rest of your life. And just like walk around these like beautiful cobblestone streets and be perfectly happy with how everything is going. It just is like one of those, I don't know, Italy is definitely one of those places where you can get like, like time just seeps away, you get sucked into it. And then all of a sudden it's like 10 years later and you're like, oh my gosh. I guess I'm an Italian person now. Totally.
0: I think uh, Italy is the second most beautiful place I've ever been. The first is Rhode Island, of course. Uh, So the next question (laughs) I wanted to ask you before we ask me a question is, did Kaylin love traveling as much as you did when you first started dating? Or is this something that has grown over time from being with you?
1: Well, I still don't think she enjoys it as much as I do. She claims to. And I think she does think that she does. But uh, she... As much of a traveler as she is, she's definitely a bit of a homebody. You know, she loves her space. She loves her pri- like privacy and seclusion. She's an introvert, which is great. Um, and she does love traveling. But, uh, I mean, I like to think that I like it more. And she probably would beg to differ, too. She's actually shaking her head on the bed right now, um, which is understandable. I I think that I had the opportunity to travel a lot more before we met. You know, you go on the show. You start having the opportunity to make money through like social media and you don't have to work your nine to five jobs you have more time you have more money all like what are you gonna do with that you're gonna travel um if you're if you know some people don't but like obviously like in my case i was like i gotta travel so i i had like maybe like a year or two under my belt before we even started dating and she didn't have quite the same amount of time so she um loves it. No questions asked, but I would always say that I like it more. And I, and like I said, I'm sure she would disagree. I
0: mean, you did live in a van and you still do at times. So I'd argue you like traveling more.
1: I'm going to, Hey, I'm going to find this Q and a section real quick on my rundown and ask you some questions here because, uh, I feel a little not blindsided, but I feel like I'm monopolizing the conversation right now. So Jared, I got to ask when it comes to being a dad, what are you most terrified about?
0: Um, I'm most terrified, I think I'm most terrified of not living up to expectations. Uh, my, my dad is, uh, the greatest, you know, uh, what he's done for me, for my sister, for my mom, he's not perfect, but I mean, the level of sacrifice that he's given for us is... I mean, no words for me, honestly, because the amount of love that I feel from him and my mom, too. But if we're just speaking as like a dad to dad type of thing, now that I'm becoming a dad, I think that's what I'm most nervous about is that will I be willing to make those type of sacrifices that he's made for us for my future son? And I think that makes me most nervous because now it's different. You know, I care for Ashley a lot and I do so much for her, but she does so much for me as well. And she's a full grown adult. So there's only so much that I do for her. You know, when you talk about a kid, you know, waking up every hour on the hour to make sure that they're okay, make sure they're not crying in the early stages to see them grow, make sure they're feeding. Like, am I going to, like, I'm nervous about, you know, what if I get angry one day? You know, not that anything would happen, but like, I don't ever want to raise my voice or get frustrated with my son. And I've, I'm i nervous about those moments, I think,
1: most of all. Have you talked to your father about being a dad?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Uh, we had a really very special moment when I first told him that Ashley was pregnant. And uh, we had to go in the house for something. And then he was walking out with me. And like, I could tell that he was kind of choked up a little bit. He's such a softy. And he said, uh, he's like, you know, I just know that the man you are and who you've grown up to be. And, and he said, I know you're going to be a great dad. And I said, thanks, dad. So it was a really nice. Has moment. he
1: given you any advice yet? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it'll happen. Obviously, like once uh, little baby Dean pops out, but, uh, like anything, you know, broad strokes purposes. Well, once,
0: yeah. uh, Deanie baby's Haven pops out in February, <laughs> Um, I'm sure he's going to give me a lot more advice right now. It's more of he's, you know, he just tries to help out. He always tells me, you know, Hey, if Ashley needs anything, you need anything, you just let me know. I'll be there. But, uh, no, like real advice just yet.
1: And I'm sure the thing is too, it's like, uh, I mean, I I can't speak for your own father, but I'm sure most (laughs) parents would say like when they have their kid. And they're in the same boat as you like they have no idea what the heck they're doing what's going on what they're going to be like what what and then at the end of the day too it's like when you're when you're growing up like you think your father and your mom are like the best people in the whole world so it's like i think everyone kind of goes into it with the mindset that they have no idea what they're doing and then they end up doing a great job because they as long as they love them you know to the best of their ability that's the most important thing i think so i agree that's my advice to you jared you know thanks dean i appreciate it buddy uh, all right, next question for you, Jared. So you asked me two in a row. I'm going to ask you two in a row. So yeah, like we said at the top of this segment, there's no, no question that you're a big football fan. Yeah, you, know, you lose to me in fantasy football every single year.
0: First of all, I won the fantasy football league last year, which I was so excited <laughs> about. Did you really oh hell yeah dude I had I' played tanner in in the championship and uh I had Stefan Diggs going Monday night football and he went all oh, for three touchdowns and I ended up winning and it was
1: that's got to be so sad awesome. especially being you beating Tanner of all people has to be the most satisfying thing. it was so satisfying. um so being as big of a fan of, of football specifically as you are are you gonna let a uh, little baby Dean play football when he's old enough.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. If he wants to, I'm in. Mean, I know a lot of people are nervous about having their kids playing contact sports, specifically football, and all the CTE and concussion uh, information that has come out over the past, you know, however many years. But the game is also safer now than it's ever been. It's only going to get safer because they want kids to continue playing football, which means that they're gonna uh, they want to reduce injury, reduce any type of brain injuries, which has you know plagued the game a little bit. Uh, but I I would absolutely let him play. My goal is for him to be a place kicker because here's the thing, hmm. dude. First of all, one of my favorite New England Patriots of all time is Adam Vinatieri because as a kicker, you have the opportunity. To have the game rest on your foot. And that is so cool. So, like, you are such a valuable part of the team. Don't get me wrong. Punters are a great part of the team as well. But, like, there's no, like, huge pressure punt. But there are pressure kicks. And I want my son to have those pressure kicks. Plus, as a kicker, you you know, you have a long career. You don't get hit. It's a really good gig. So that's my goal. I want my kid to be a kicker in the NFL.
1: I got to say though, on the flip side of that, you look at someone like Cody Parkey, you know, you have a couple misses, your career can uh, tailspin real quick. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, if he double donks like Cody Parker, I'm going to disown the kid. <laughs>
1: right, right, right. Obviously. Well, I mean, hey, I, I'm i kind of in the same boat as you if I ever had a kid. um, I don't know if I would like ever push him away from playing football, but I I don't think I'd have an issue with it. So, I mean, I, I agree with where you're coming from. It's like if he wants to, absolutely. Let him try it out get knocked around a little bit and then realize it's not for him. Yeah. I don't think – so I played, fo- <laughs> I played football all through high school. I don't think I, – if I was an only child, I don't think I would have played football in high school. I was, like, scrawny. I didn't really like it all that much. The only reason I really played it was because both of my older brothers were, like, all-state, like, superhuman athletes in high school. And so I felt like I had to, like, carry on the lineage.
0: Did you, uh, did you go through a late growth spurt? Because, I mean, you're 6'2", aren't you? So –
1: Yeah, but I've always been like pretty scrawny, just kind of like wormy and wiry, Um, especially in high school. I like that. I I could like, and I just, my biggest, uh, and you're not going to be shocked to hear this at all. My biggest vice in life is just like, I just don't really ever try super hard. Like I don't just, I just don't care enough to like put a, I don't put a hundred percent effort into like anything I do. And I I hate that. I hate that I even have to say that because it's like. That's the most embarrassing trait I think that I possess is I just don't care enough about anything to really try hard. Well,
0: I would disagree with you in one aspect cuz I feel like you try very hard with Kalen.
1: Oh, well, I'm sure she would probably say something different. No, the thing the great thing about Kalen is I don't have to try hard. It just comes naturally. No, well, that's um, sweet. I think. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um so when it came to football, football is like, you know, you try shoot, you try 100% 110% effort for 10 seconds and then you take a 30 second break and you try 110 percent for 10 seconds take a 30 second break and over those 10 second try hard periods i was just like man like i don't care like i don't need to block you you can just kind of go ahead if you want to or like i was like i was like running around I was like a wide receiver so i was like i would like run around and i'd be like i just like jogging down the sideline. oh my god like, yeah, your quarterback
0: like, must have hated you
1: oh absolutely and we were best friends too in, in high school which is a funny thing too and i would often be like dylan why don't you ever throw me the ball dude like we're boys and he goes, dude, you got to try. He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point.
0: Never mind. Don't throw me the ball. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to take a quick break before we get into our emails. Um, so stay tuned. We'll be right back.
1: True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another. And every time after that, it's taking long walks together in the summer gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard.
3: The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes.
1: Ashley adopted Lois
0: and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same. And I love her so much. And I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me.
2: Go to walmart.com slash black to discover all the amazing black-owned
5: products you can add to your daily routine. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it a new season of Bridgerton the official podcast. I'm your host Gabrielle Collins and this season we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, I'm Bethany Joy Lenz. I'm
4: Hillary Burton Morgan.
5: And I'm Sophia Bush. And we are doing a virtual event in September in honor of One Tree Hill Day, September 23rd. OTH
3: Day for the OTH fam. And this podcast family is going to be benefiting Kind Campaign with this event. They work to end bullying in schools, and we just love them.
4: That's right. The drama queens are so excited to hang out with you guys on our very special day. So all the information is going to go up on loopedlive.com. There is more information coming soon.
5: That's L-O-O-P-E-D live.com.
0: The drama queens are coming to you live from the iconic Beverly Hilton Hotel. That's loopedlive.com for tickets. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, we do have, of course, an email ready to go. Uh, Hannah, if you're still out there, do you want to read this email for us?
4: Of course. Yeah. I'm going to read an email from Anonymous.
0: Oh, Anonymous, our friend Nick Viol. Thank you very much.
4: <laughs> this reads, I'm 22 years old and need advice on how to handle my best friend and her boyfriend, who are both 22 as well. They have been off again and on again. And every time they break up, she comes to me and always ends up saying that she never loved him and that he means nothing to her. Regardless of what she keeps telling me after they break up, they always get back together. I'm frustrated that she keeps choosing her relationship with her piece of crap boyfriend over me. But then once they break up, I'm enough again. Why would you go back to him after he cheats multiple times? How do I go about this situation? Please help.
1: This might be Amelia's best friend undercover, like uh, falsely giving ages to make it seem more you know throw all salt off the scent
0: totally she already knows that her and uh disick are gonna get back together
1: <laughs> exactly exactly on again off again you know we're not accusing disick of cheating obviously i mean i don't know i personally don't know but it's possible Um, How do I go about the situation is what Anonymous would like to know. So, Jared, I feel like you probably have the best advice for this. Well, I don't know,
0: but I have had friends actually lose friendships over stuff like this because we had a friend that was dating this guy that we all knew was a fine guy, but someone who was not ready to settle down. We used to see him all the time at bars by himself and not just like dive bars, but like bars where guys go to pick up chicks. You know, and he'd always be dressed nicely and and look good. And it's like, bro, you're obviously here to pick up a girl. And then sometimes we catch him in a lie. We'd see him out and our friend, we text our friend and we'd be like, hey, your boy's out. And she'd be like, oh, you know, we'd find out later that he said he was, you know, at his grandmother's or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, so they kept going back and forth. And then one time, you know, even though we were like, you know, trying to be supportive, but also say that we think he's bad news. One time our friend like laid it on the line and was like, this guy sucks and you shouldn't be with him. And they got into a huge fight over it and they ended up not being friends anymore, which is so sad. And then fast forward, like a couple years later, you know, our friend was no longer with this guy because, of course, he cheated. And of course, he was bad news. But it kind of ruined a friendship a little bit, a friendship that really was never rekindled. And so it's hard. This is delicate ground you're walking on. I don't know what the right thing is to do. I think the only thing you can do is to continue trying to toy that line between letting your friend know that you think he's bad news and there's red flags while also not, you know, like being as blunt as my friend was. I don't know. It's tough.
1: Yeah, that's... uh. I mean, that's great advice. I totally agree with everything you're saying. I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of the boyfriend in this case because I've definitely cheated in the past when I was much younger than I am now because I'm uh, uh, an ancient human being at this point. But uh, I kind of think back to like when I was 19 and I cheated on my girlfriend and how none of my friends ever really like, not that they needed to step up, but none of them ever like stepped up and was like, Dean, what you did was like messed up, you know, no one ever like kind of, no one held me accountable aside from my girlfriend. Of course, like she dumped me, blah, 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 blah. I was pissed, not pissed, but like sad, you know, despondent, whatever. But none of my friends ever were like, Hey, that wasn't cool of you to do, which I, in my hindsight, I kind of wish my friends like stepped up and they're like, Dean, like get your crap together, you know, Mm -hmm. stop getting wasted and going to parties and trying to make out with girls. Like that's kind of messed up. And I, I mean, if they, I think if that happened, I think that uh, my relationship life would have turned around a little earlier. And I, I it's funny to say it, but I don't think this podcast ever would have sprung up if that were the case. Not to say that, like, you know, I suck at dating because none of my friends ever stepped up and said anything to me. But I do think that they're especially at the age of 22, like you um, are super impressionable. You have a lot to learn. Totally,
0: Nobody likes you when you're 22 or 23. Right. Listen to Taylor, listen to Taylor Swift. I think that's Blink-182, right? Nobody likes you when you're 23.
1: Right. Yeah. What's the song that Taylor Swift sings about age? I think it's like 15. Anyways, that's that's beyond the point. My point is, 22 is a young enough age to where you're allowed to make mistakes, but you're not. You shouldn't be villainized for calling your friends out for making those mistakes, especially like if you have the maturity to call them out for them. Like I think one of the reasons none of my friends called me out, and nor would I call my friends out for it, was because we all lacked the maturity. So like if we had maybe like a mature friend or two. I'd be like, hey, like this isn't right. Uh, we just got word from Rally that it was T Swift Sings 15. So I was only seven years off. I was just about to say, Dean, is this
0: gonna sound familiar? Uh oh, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22.
1: That was terrible. That's what it is. Man. Yes, okay. Thank you. Thank you, Jared. I knew I wasn't that I far off. Okay, you. I appreciate that.
0: I'm feeling 22.
5: <laughs>
1: and hey, I'm a blink, I'm a big Blink 182 fan, so I am a little bummed I missed that reference. But, anyways. Um, there's no shame in calling your friends out for that. I, I personally like wouldn't be mad at you for separating yourself from your friends that are making those bad decisions because at the end of the day, it's like, they're probably going to make those bad decisions towards your friendship at some point or another. So you have every right to, to say something. And then if the need to separate yourselves as friends comes about, I think that's totally fine Here's
0: a question I have for you. So anonymous is emailing us about her friend. Do you think anonymous should go to the boyfriend and say, listen, I love my friend. You can't keep doing this to her.
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think she should go to the friend first. And uh, I mean, oh gosh. Okay. So so my story with that same situation is when I was 19, already shared it. I cheated on my girlfriend. Uh, I regret it, obviously, deeply to this day. Um, I remember I was at a house party in college as a sophomore. And my ex-girlfriend at the time's friend came up to me and she was like, Dean, like you you and I can't be friends. I know what you did. Like, this is kind of messed up. And and in my head, and I said it out loud to her, I was like, yeah, it's totally understandable. Like, I don't want to put you in an awkward position. Like, you have to back your friend more than anything. I don't think that that conversation had any effect on me because I already knew I was in the wrong in that case. But uh, I think that what this anonymous person should do is go to her friend first. And then like, maybe, I guess if she sees the boyfriend out, happenstancely say something, but I don't think she needs to go out her way out of her way to say anything. Yeah, to throw them. like you? a
0: glass of water in this dude's face. No, don't do that.
1: Not even that. Just be like, you're you're a douche. You suck. Like get out of our lives. We don't need you here. <laughs> get you know? here. Uh don't what do you think she should I don't do? think
0: she should do that because then I think it will alienate the friend. I agree. I think you should just talk to the friend and be like, listen, I just you can date him, of course. It's your choice. I will always support you and I'll always be your friend. But as your friend I also have to tell you I see these red flags. You know, I've I've seen relationships like this before. They always fail. Um, He's a dick to you. You deserve so much better. Um, But then also let her know that you're her friend and you're going to support her. Don't give her like an ultimatum, you know, where it's like, hey, it's either him or us. Because then, of course, she's going to choose him. But if you show support and you're there for her and you try to let her know that I think this guy is bad news for you. But if you need to figure this out, then I'll still be there for you. I think that's the best way to go about it.
1: Yeah, I agree. But also don't be too slow to pull yourself away from the friendship. You know, like, yeah, definitely don't give the ultimatum. But if things continue to escalate and, and stay the same or get worse, like definitely just pull out of the friendship.
0: Oh, that's so tough, though. And you're losing a friend over a, this, yeah. this. Like then
1: this guy won, you know, the jerk won. I, yeah. No, you actually make a really good point, I guess. Yeah. If they're, if they're really your friends, stick with them. Be there for them. I don't know. You make a lot of good points. It's a lot of stuff that I've really thought of.
0: I think you should be there for them, but you should also be honest with them. I think those two things are not mutually exclusive. Like you can do both. You can say, hey, I don't like this guy, but if you are in love with him, then I'll go with the program. But I just hope that he doesn't, you know, you know, screw you over.
1: It's hard because a lot of the stuff that I ever can talk about are like things that I can draw from experience. I've never had a good friend have a crappy partner. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I I can't put myself in those shoes. So I think that your advice is probably... Better in this case because, A, you can empathize with people better. And, B, it sounds like you had an experience similar to kind of what they're going what they're going on. So, Anonymous, if you're listening to this, which we hope you are, thank you for emailing us. Yeah. Take Jared's advice, but also sprinkle a little bit of my advice onto it as well. Because I might topic. be an idiot, but sometimes you throw enough crap at the wall, eventually something's bound to stick. Yeah. so
0: Dean's advice is like the grated cheese that the server brings over. And he's like, would you like more cheese? And you're like, of course. Just a little sprinkle on top because I need it.
1: Right. And then you take the handful of cheese that was just sprinkled on and throw it on the floor because you got way too much cheese. Way too much Dean advice can lead to a stomachache. We all know that um, that's going to do it, I think, for this week's episode. Right, Jared, do you want to answer any more emails or do you want to talk about anything else before we get out of I here? I think
0: we're good. I think that means we're just going to have to come back next week and hopefully suck a little bit less. That's not our exit, though. I just wanted to say it back to you, Dean.
1: That was a little premature That's what I of, meant. I was going to say, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Um, yeah, I do, I do want to say before we leave, I would like to apologize for my tardiness. Oh, you're fine. Again, I tried my hardest. Um, you were at
0: dinner. It was a romantic time. That's what all this, that's what this podcast is all about. You know, you're trying not to suck at dating anymore. And if you left the dinner early, you would continue sucking. We're working on not sucking anymore. You did the right thing.
1: Caitlin has really leaned into this whole help I suck thing. She goes... Uh, yesterday, for instance, when I, you know, when she like looked up from her phone and was like upset that I was getting too close to a car, she goes, help, I suck at driving. And today, right before uh, we had dinner, she goes, help, I suck at podcasting. And I go, hey, that's my thing. Okay, back off. Yeah, don't steal it. But what she doesn't know is maybe next week we're going to suck just a little bit less.
0: Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen
1: to podcasts.
3: There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving.
1: To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.
5: A new season of Bridgerton is here.